Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media. 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welsh, being joined by Devin Hassan, Kendrick Johnson, and Brian Murphy. Uh, gentlemen, it is Monday. We've got another week full of high school basketball action to talk about. Whereas last week, we devoted the podcast to previewing some of the marquee games that are left on our coverage schedule. We're going to talk about some things that have surprised us over the first, uh, over I guess what, I mean, high school basketball's been going on for about a, you know, a couple months now. We've at least got a nice little full, enough of a sample size to really work from and really kind of gather some thoughts relative to what we're thinking now coming into the season because you know obviously we you know when we put together things like our pre-district predictions and whatnot we, we kind of get an idea in our heads as to what we feel like this district how these districts are going to play out what these teams look like and you know what as much as I wish we could all be right about everything that's just not the case we're human sports are tough to predict so oftentimes there's things that you know just kind of jump off the page like oh wow okay I didn't see this team doing this or that player doing that so let's just kind of uh yeah let's just talk a bit about some things that um have just surprised us up to this point of the season. We're going to talk uh, some girls basketball today. We'll kick it over to the boys' side on Thursday. Um, I'm not going to put any sort of boundaries on classifications or whatnot. We can just go whatever direction we want with this. So, um, Kendrick, what is something that is um, that has just surprised you just in girls basketball coverage this season? That Plano lost to McDonald's All-American and still have a legit chance of winning a district title in that beast of a district that's mm-hmm. 9-6-A. Shout out to my man Rodney Belcher. If I had a vote, you'd coach of the year. <laughs> my man coached McKinney, stole a game they had no business winning, and the fact that they're competitive. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't see the game against Allen, but they didn't get blown out. And then they played the Duck, that Duncanville tournament. Mm-hmm. You're playing teams from California that I saw play that are state champs beating them. Went head-to-head with the Soto. Number two in the nation, as you saw, and should have won, and could have won the game. Mm-hmm. That that team there is going to be a problem, and they and they get the confidence like, hey, we can do this without Jordan. Of course, that was like a main cause. Doesn't matter. It's like almost like that what if conversation. Like, what if she was there? How like good they really would be? Because when that happens, I mean, you're just kind of looking around at yourself, like, okay, I mean, this is what so, is these points from? Yeah, yeah, yeah this is Jordan. Points. This is like an automatic 2010 with great defense every night that you all of a sudden don't have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the you know one of the top players in the country and. The way that they've the way they've managed to regroup is it really all starts with their defense. That's been because the offense is they're like against Allen. You mentioned the game that they uh, you know that they lost in district. That was a night where they missed. I'm trying to think of the number that Coach Belcher told me. Uh, just the number of missed layups that they that they captured in that game. It was over 30. I think they got just missed layups. Period in that game and just you know without that automatic offense that marriage could provide, you're going to have nights when you know that's a team that's a little at times struggle to finish inside. They don't have a real dominant interior presence like the just you had with merit but at the same time they've been able to stay so close and stay competitive in a lot of these games just because they're so connected and disciplined on defense and they know what to do at the right moment the thing that, that blew me away is when they're playing McKinney mm-hmm. they're, it's a road game McKinney's a tough place to win at they don't press 
they press for three minutes and their knee goes from two to double figures mm-hmm. and it's like boom. It's like he's like that guy that's like the mad scientist. Let's push this button. Let's push that button. But the buttons he be pushing be right on. Oh, yeah, and the ballot said against McKinney, they had four girls that scored six points or more. That's hard to do. And girls, boys, that's more common. Mm-hmm. But girls usually have one or two scores and then everybody else. That was what kept them in the game against DeSoto the second time that I saw at the Duncanville tournament was, I mean, they just forced DeSoto into a myriad of turnovers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're always going to be consistently strong on that end and you've seen what the you know the results that it have produced plus you know players like you know Michaela Edens and Amaya Brandon that have been able to step up and take on that lead scoring role it's kind of akin to what Merritt had to do back when she was just I believe just a sophomore when um, you know this is the state championship year when they didn't have Lauren Davenport for most of the second half of the regular season that allowed Merritt to kind of get comfortable and really kind of grow into that role that she was then able to take over the following season and you're seeing that with players like Brandon and Edens who are both juniors and you I mean, got Maggie Robbins, who does not make any mistakes. She's like that. Like, if you want to go win a game, hey, Maggie, you can play on my team. She just goes out and just does what she do, get everybody in the position. She's like a true point guard. Yep, just a defensive pest in that in that backcourt. And plus, it's such a young team, too. They've got so many sophomores oh, that are seeing serious dude. minutes. It's a team that, I mean... There's going to be a problem next year. There's always going to be kind of like a, a what-if as to what this team's ceiling could have been if they, had, if they had merit this season. But nevertheless, though, it is a team that is really, really set up to be a to be kind of a force in the uh, in the years to come so yeah i'm in concert with you man i heck i picked them to win the district even after merritt got hurt and still i mean they're in second place they're no but i mean they're in second place they're one game behind allen they'll get a chance to avenge that district opening loss but i mean you look at some of the results they were able to you know put together immediately after merritt got hurt they beat cedar hill yeah at cedar hill i believe they gave DeSoto a great game in the uh, in the cowtown classic championship game the results were there to like okay this team still might have something but the fact that they've now been able to carry it over wasn't just a, a small sample size or anything and now nah, they're I mean they're here to stay and that thing about that district that surprised me is like the top four are clearly better than the bottom three mm-hmm. were, you, were you thinking there might be a little bit more no, 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 evenly matched evenly matched but no because it does feel like we have our we're starting to see a bit of separation with I mean who knows the order of finish but with Allen and Plano and Plano East and McKinney and whatnot that those four have kind of distanced themselves as the likely yeah. playoff teams well, again what order they finish in is still you know kind of yeah, up in the because any team can be anybody any given day. Mm-hmm. There's no over, over like if they had the merit card, it'd be overwhelming for it. There's no yeah. overwhelming. By the way, there's no McDonald's All Americans on these teams like last <laughs> year. <laughs> there were three of them last year. <laughs> it is crazy. Like you wonder, like how like how Prosper would have fared if they lost Jordan Oliver last year to an ACL, or how Allen would have fared if they lost Nia yeah, Green. I saw like, playing the West. Playing the West, yeah, without Jay Nowens. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just again, it's like it's no small feat that Plano's been able to keep its level at a you know a, a pretty a pretty elite standing despite not having again a potential McDonald's All American. That's really really impressive work by the Lady Wildcats this season. Um, Devin, where did you? land on this man what is something in your coverage area that's just kind of caught you by surprise in girls basketball not a lot no. <laughs> I mean, just going according to plan. Well, you know, you look over ten six A, and you know the sexy machine just keeps right on. It keeps humming. I mean, when they won sixteen in a row, we've talked about. You, you know, they six, got sixty sixty district games in a row. Six zero. Um, yeah, I mean, we thought we thought Lakeview might be able to challenge them. Um, they played on Saturday. Okay. Saxy won thirty six to nineteen. It's just that sexy defense. Thirty six to nineteen. Did they score more points in a football game? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, we thought that Lakeview had the best shot based on their earlier game, but. I mean, Saxy's just, they've That's just a been done it for, so, for so, so long. You know, 13-5A, uh, kind of expected Lancaster and Potique to battle it out. Mm-hmm. They have so far. Uh, they meet tomorrow night. We'll say a lot about that race. Um, 
11-6-8, not a lot of surprises in terms of Horn, Rockwell, and Tyler Lee being up there. But alone in fourth place is North Mesquite at this point in time. Okay. And so that does surprise me because this is a team that has not made the playoffs since 2009, or program, I should say. Uh, they were 33-101 and in the last five seasons, and 11-57 and in district play. Um, so they've endured their struggles, to say the least. Um, last year, they got a new head coach in LB Gates, who played at North Garland and then played at SMU. So... Um, had a reputation around the area, and uh, they went four and eight in district, which doesn't sound great unless you consider the fact that they went one and twenty-seven the previous two seasons combined. So it showed progress, and um, you know they, they started this year one and seven, but they've kind of kicked it up a notch since then. Uh, you know, in district they played Mesquite. I mean, they they beat Mesquite, who was expected since they split them last year. But then they played Rockwall and they lost, but it was fifty-one to forty-four. And Rockwall's a team that was projected to win the district, and they've been a perennial mm-hmm. playoff team. And last year they beat North Mesquite by 19 and 32 points, so it just went close. But this game, North Mesquite hung with them and had chances to win there in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then they beat last Saturday, they beat Longview 44 to 30, a Longview team that was picked to finish fourth in this district. So, um, you know, I had a, see, a chance to see him twice um, over the break. Uh, Kayla Pope is a really nice point guard. She's the catalyst. I mean, everything goes through her. She sets the table. She can push the pace. She gets to the rim, gets to the free throw line. Um, just, you know, they, they run the offense through her. Um, but she also does a really good job of setting up her teammates. Uh, they have a freshman on the varsity, Madison Spain, uh, who's kind of emerged as a go-to scorer for them. She can hit the three. Uh, she can score. She's just kind of pure scorer. Um, you know, Erica Leroy, uh, Melanie Lamelli are good shooters on the outside. They do have some post presence with Folasade. I hope I say that right. Danion and Destiny Holiday, and then they have uh, you know role players that come in and, and contribute as well. So they got the depth this year. Um, I, I mean, Kayla Pope is a first team All District caliber, if not a superlative. Uh, candidate uh, in that district. So, you know, North Mesquite, uh, this is going to be a big week for them, though. Uh, they play Horn, who's undefeated in district right now, um, on Tuesday. So that's Horn's athleticism is tough for any team in that district to match up with. Uh, but then on, on Friday is really the telltale game, I think, because uh, they have Rockwell Heath, um, who's 2-3, and three, and they're kind of a surprise in and of itself that they were in our coverage area mm-hmm. because they went 0-12 in district last year. <laughs> and they've also beat Mesquite and they've also beat Longview, and they played Horn to within 47-44 on Saturday. So they've made a huge jump up. And so that game on Friday, you know, the winner of that game is going to get a huge leg up toward being that fourth team out of 11-6A. From where I landed on this, um, I was over in District 6-6A for my subject here. Um, you know, heading into the season, like, Irving MacArthur just on paper has such an overwhelming advantage over everybody else just because, again, they have, they're have they gonna they at some point going to have two five-star prospects, which, you know, in girls' basketball, that's that's more than enough to, uh, you know, to pay a pretty promising road to a district championship and a deep playoff run. The injury to Sarah Andrews has kind of thrown that equation into, into the mix, into a bit of a tizzy, though, and as far as teams that have kind of been able to, you know, not say capitalize on that, but whatnot. But as far as the team has kind of emerged from the uh, from the shadows, um, I, and I got to see them last Tuesday, a really really impressive win at Heber and um, Flower Mound. You know, when I was putting together the, uh, you know, my district predictions, I mean, Flower Mound, they first off they missed the playoff last season, but it nevertheless felt like there was at least enough coming back that okay, they're for sure going to be a playoff team this year. But I think I had them kind of in that maybe they'll be competing for like the three seed or whatnot, you know, three four seed in that range. They're undefeated and they're the last undefeated team remaining in this district. You know, they're 5-0, and and 
They've been able to pick up. I mean, they, they picked up a really quality win to start district over Louisville. Um, a really impressive defensive performance against, and it's been a pretty formidable Louisville team. And then, um, you know, they took care of business against the uh, the Irving schools and whatnot. And then in their uh, kind of their first uh, one of their first true tests of district, you know, how they fared against uh, against Hebron at Hebron, a Hebron team that's just got. I mean, you talk about teams that have just a lot of athleticism and can really kind of get up and down and just make a team like Flyer Mound that's a bit more steeped in size. Um, just how uh, it was a very nice uh, mix of again speed versus size and just the the resilience that Flyer Mound showed in that game. Even though um, you know Hebron had just an, just an otherworldly performance from Cortland Laddermill who had 30 points in that game. Sierra Dixon had 16. Anytime that Hebron was able to string together a few buckets, Flyer Mound would just chip away and they would just always stay within striking distance. And then they made a big push in the uh, in the fourth quarter. They got it done on defense and then were able to get a small cushion and then um, knock down some clutch free throws to get a, a 62 to 58 win. Um, it's just an encouraging team, just because a lot of what they were able to do against uh, against Hebron boiled down to the success of their front court, which is a freshman and a sophomore. Freshman Madison Cox and sophomore Sarah Edmondson. The last name Cox might sound familiar with Flyermount <laughs> basketball because I'm just Flyermount athletics in general. It is, I believe, the last of the uh, of the Cox sisters. That storied lineage of uh, of athletes to run through the uh, the, uh, the Flyermount athletics programs. She had a, a terrific game, a double double with 15 points, 15 rebounds. Edmondson had 16 points to lead uh, to lead Flyermount. So I'm just really encouraging to see players that young coming through on such a in such a big game again against a Hebron team that offers up a uh, Hebron's not a big team by any stretch. They don't really. I don't think they have a girl that's beyond like maybe six. Six feet, six one, maybe. It's not a big team by any stretch, but they—they they, it's a lot of guards and stuff that just can really, really get up and down. And Fireman had an answer though, and they, um, you know, the big game for them looking ahead is going to be Friday when they face MacArthur for the first time. MacArthur is tied with Louisville for second place right now at uh, at four and one. Um, I believe they still don't have Andrews back, so a lot of it's been the uh, Hannah Guster show, and she hung fifty yeah. <laughs> last week against uh, against one of the against one of the other Irving schools. So I mean, that's a that's a nice party. Trick um, if it's uh, if it's rolling, but you know with uh, you know with Gusters, you know she's what six four or whatnot, just an absolute handful for any team inside. Flyerman though is one of the few teams that can you know that can match that size though. Now it's going to be a tall order for a player like Cox because at the end of the day, this is still just a freshman going up against a senior that is. I mean, this is a senior that's battled through on some of the biggest stages the state has to offer. So um, you know, curious to see kind of what the how she handles that matchup. But um, at the very least, the Flyerman is built to offer up a bit more resistance. To, uh, to Gusters and MacArthur than um, you know than most teams in this district, um, but yeah, Flyermount's been a, a pleasant surprise. Said Cox and Edmondson have been great. Their uh, their point guard Mackenzie Shot is just as steady as it gets. I mean that's a that is a very uh, it's a fun to watch team, and they uh, yeah they put forth a really really impressive effort against Hebron, and then yeah I mean I just would not have forecasted them being five and zero <laughs> and all alone in first place in this district. Thought they'd be a really good team this year, a much improved team, but uh, no yeah they've uh, they've definitely gone up a level, and yeah look like they're uh, at the very least in position to potentially get a uh, you know, a top two seed, especially with that head-to-head one over Louisville already in their back pocket. Um, so, yeah, that's where I landed on this. Brian, you want to close this out here, buddy? Let's do it. This, Let's man? do it. All right. So, heading into the season, looking at, you know, the All-Frisco District, 9-5A, 10 teams. You know, I had no idea who's going to, you know, be the district favorite. I didn't know who, you know, would be on top at the end of the season. I thought maybe, you know, this maybe be Centennial's year. They brought back a, a lot of talent. Madison Ott has done a really good job, you know, leading this team. <coughs> Layla Patel, you know, really stepping into a, a leadership role her junior year as well. And, you know, to no surprise, Centennial's in that playoff mix. I am kind of surprised who they're behind, though, uh, this year. They're 6-3. and three. They're fighting for the final playoff spot with Reedy. Um, you know, Reedy, they, they're a young team. And, 
they kind of surprise me they're, that they're in the playoff mix. First year head coach Ryan Woodworth. Um, you know, two of their best players are freshmen. Will Harbor's younger sister uh, Harley Harbor uh, is you know the big bruiser on this team, um, and so they're in the playoff mix uh, after not making the playoffs a year ago. And I kind of suspected Memorial would be in that mix. Uh, they made the playoffs last year. You know, with their t- uh, best players being freshmen and sophomores, um, Jasmine Lott, you know, district MVP candidate uh, for sure, and they're seven and two. But then leading the way, you know, the same two teams that have been leading this district over the last, you know, five years or so are Liberty Lone Star. And, and what's most surprising about that is Liberty is nine and zero. And yes, they've already played nine district <laughs> games, um, and they they've beaten every single one of these teams I just mentioned. You know, they they've run the table so far midway through district. Uh, I saw them play Lone Star on, on Saturday. You know, with the the cancellations on Friday, they played a a, mm-hmm. a good old Saturday game, and it did, did not disappoint. You know, after you know the the three epic matchups last year between those two teams two of those games going into overtime you know they won up one up to Saturday going into double overtime um, before Liberty you know escaped uh, with a two-point win and you know I've said it you know so many times before they graduated almost their entire roster um, not many people expected much from Liberty I thought you know I knew they they'd have one of the top players in, in Jazzy Owens Barnett, who's been awesome uh, so far this year. She closed things out with nine free throws, made all nine free throws in the overtime periods um, to close things out. And in that second overtime, you know they just gave her the ball and got out of the way. You, you know when it, when crunch time happens, you got to give your ball to the best player. And she's right now, right now with with Law and Kyla Deck from Lone Star, you know district MVP <coughs> favorites, and they're all sophomores. And that's another thing that kind of surprised me. Arguably the three best. Players, and then in my at least in my coverage area in 5A, and then also you look at uh, Amarachi Kimson at Little Elm. She's a freshman, so yeah. the f- four of the five or six best players I cover are freshmen or sophomores, and, and they're awesome, and they can only get even better. But you know, Lone Star, not to take away anything anything from them. Also, you know, I, I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I thought they'd maybe be a fringe playoff team, maybe a 500 team or so, maybe maybe a 10 win team um, by season's end. You know. In district play, at least, and they're seven and two. Mm-hmm. Brand new head coach. They lose Adriana Quezada, district MVP type player. She's at UTSA. Um, Mia Deck, uh, Leah Harris. They lose a, a bunch of key starters, a bunch of key players, and it's they're still running the district alongside Liberty. And it, it looks like Liberty's got a, a, a little bit of a cushion here to, to to win the district. We'll see. You know when they rematch Memorial and rematch Centennial, uh, rematch Lone Star again in the district finale. But, you know, Liberty Lone Star, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't expect that, you know, to be the, the one and two uh, seeds right now uh, at, the mid, at the mid-district point. I saw the other video on Twitter, but just to be there in that gym, what was just the energy <laughs> like after Kyla Deck hit that shot? It went nuts. I mean, she, if, I don't know if y'all saw um, the video I posted Saturday, so it was in overtime. Um, down by three, they had to inbound the ball the length of the court, mm-hmm. um, and, and Kyla Deck, you know, takes it. There's like five seconds left when she catches the ball. She takes it, takes it, crosses mid court, and she's thirty something feet away. Has to heave a prayer. Just slaps off the backboard and goes in. Everyone just freaks out. You had you know students running out on the court like they had just won. You know you have coaches trying to hold them back and then and, and it's like what do you get out of here? And, and like uh, I, I talked to head coach Todd Muncy after the game about it, and he, he kind of did the a Steve Kerr deal. You know whenever Steph Curry makes his crazy yeah. shots and he just turns around, and he's just like, what the heck just happened? Because uh, Kyla Deck had a great game. Also she finished with twenty points, and then and I even tweeted out. 
out, I was like, well, it's, it wouldn't be Liberty Lone Star if it didn't go to double overtime. Um, and then obviously, Little or not Little, Liberty hangs on um, in the second overtime. But it was it was one heck of a game. It, it might have been better than any of the games from last year. And two, like I said, two of those three games last year went to overtime. One of them was in the regional final when Randy Thompson hit a game tying three to force overtime. <laughs> yeah, and then. Um, and then I, I think they might have won up to this year. We just need to pencil those two in for like the top two spots in the district. Just let them play like eighteen games. Just let them play yeah. exclusively against each other. Well, that's, I, I don't know. Memorial's got something to say yeah. about that too. They're they're they. You know, I, I could see them. You know, maybe up, I don't even know if upsets the right word, but I could see them beating um, beating Liberty and Lone Star in this when the the second half of district gets going. It just feels like there's never a dull moment when Lone Star no, will be playing girls basketball. Yeah, I, I've said it. I said it last week in my preview. I think that's the best rivalry. In Frisco, period. Just and, and, regardless and of sport. And, yeah. and regardless of sport, right now, that's the best rivalry. I believe right it. Now. I mean, that's, yeah, making a very worthy case, especially when you consider the playoff meetings and whatnot. So, yeah, that is a look at uh, just some, some things within our coverage area, at least relative to girls' basketball, that have uh, surprised us up until this point. We'll uh, we'll do the same exercise on Thursday on the uh, on the boys' side of things. Um, that'll do it for this episode. So, until then, folks, you enjoy your week, and we will talk to you all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.